It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details to deliver his fifth State of the Union address. Aides say it will focus largely on the struggles of the middle class. The president will call for raising minimum wage, plus make a renewed push for immigration reform, where Republicans seem willing to bend a little. He'll also talk about getting around a reluctant GOP with executive orders. The Republican response will highlight millions of Americans giving up looking for work and the poor healthcare.gov website rollout. I'm Bob Costantini. Now with more NBC News, here's Melissa Rayberger. Earlier today, House Speaker John Boehner had a word of warning for President Obama. House Republicans will continue to look closely at whether the president is faithfully executing the laws as he took an oath to do. Boehner says if the president is going to try to act on his own without going to Congress, he better stick to the Constitution. This is NBC News Radio. It's me, your bathroom medicine cabinet. I see you naked, know how often you floss, and watch you pluck unsightly hairs. I can keep a secret, but you need to know. Your kids have been taking your prescriptions to get high. I couldn't keep it quiet, because prescription drug abuse now causes more deaths than cocaine and heroin ODs combined. So please, mind your meds. For tips on safeguarding your meds and your family, visit the partnership at drugfree.org. We made Tylenol cold to help keep you going this winter. You make them bundle up. We relieved your congestion. You challenged them to a snowball fight. We took away your cough. You take them on a sleigh ride to remember. Tylenol cold helps relieve even your worst cold and flu symptoms. But for everything we do, we know you do so much more. Tylenol cold. Use as directed. KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. Like to spend a few days in another world? Then write this down. Golden Bear Cottages, Big Bear Lake. Now, listen, this is not some corporate-owned operation. It's family-owned and operated by some real nice people. Unique? Oh, you bet. Golden Bear Cottages features 28 one-of-a-kind cabins on a five-acre historic site. Great for families, couples, and groups. And cabins are available with one to seven bedrooms. Golden Bear Cottages is just a stone throw from Big Bear Lake and super close to three great ski areas. Now, I could go on all day about Golden Bear Cottages in Big Bear, but to see everything, just go to goldenbear.net. Again, goldenbear.net. Golden Bear Cottages in Big Bear. 
clean, comfortable, and affordable. Check them out. GoldenBear.net. California headline news. State Senator Roderick Wright looking at prison time up to eight years after being convicted on fraud charges for living outside the district he was elected to represent. He'll only be expelled from the Senate, though, if two-thirds of his colleagues vote for it. Tony Atkins will be the new Speaker of the State Assembly. Current Speaker John Perez says the caucus of Democrats supports the San Diego Assemblywoman unanimously. Atkins looking forward to working with the governor. I think we're on track to have a very good deliberative process with the governor and uh, continue as California rebounds to maintain the stability and yet look for the opportunities to help our state move forward. And a wrongful death lawsuit filed against the on-demand car service Uber, the result of a New Year's Eve death of a six-year-old girl in San Francisco hit by an Uber driver. He was using his Uber app and looking to find a fare. In Geico weather, some light rain reported in some parts of the state at Sorum System, moving in with some moisture and cooler weather. I'm John Gilliland. This is California News. Here's an awesome opportunity for you. Get paid great money to do something you love. Become a certified personal trainer with the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and you get paid to stay in shape and help others reach their fitness goals. Plus, we guarantee you land a job within 60 days of certification or your money back. The fitness industry is booming. There's a huge demand for certified personal trainers, and you can earn a ton of money. Get started with a free 14-day sneak peek of our fast and fun online program at usatrainer.com 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 Hey, welcome back. How you doing? I took a break from college for a few years. When I decided to come back, I wanted a school with a respected psychology program and an environment where I would fit in. I chose National University. It was a good move. I've already met a lot of people in my situation, and now I'm on a fast track to get my degree. No matter what your life is like, National University can fit into it with a unique one-course-per-month format, 28 campuses, flexible schedules, and online classes. National University, where quality meets flexibility. Learn more at discover.nu.edu. NBC Radio News is KCAA News Talk 1050, the Inland Talk Express. Being a kid isn't easy, and for many youth in the foster care system, life can be filled with instability, hopelessness, and confusion due to a lack of consistent and guiding presence in their lives. CASA of San Bernardino County recruits, screens, and trains community volunteers to mentor and advocate for foster youth and juvenile offenders who often face significant life challenges that prevent them from becoming successful adults. Each volunteer becomes appointed by the court to spend 10 to 15 hours per month with one youth, building trust and rapport to understand what the youth wants for him or herself and advocate for what's in their best interest. Volunteers serve as a supportive, encouraging, and positive role model, providing guidance and assistance when necessary and reporting to the court on the youth's progress. There are 180 children waiting for a CASA volunteer. You too can make a difference. For more information, visit www.casaofsb.org or call 909-881-6760. We now join President Barack Obama in his annual State of the Union address on KCAA 1050 AM.
Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States.
members of Congress, I have the high privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the President of the United States. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. so much. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Vice President, members of Congress, my fellow Americans. Today in America, a teacher spent extra time with a student who needed it and did her part to lift America's graduation rate to its highest levels in more than three decades. An entrepreneur flipped on the lights in her tech startup and did her part to add to the more than 8 million new jobs our businesses have created over the past four years. An auto worker fine-tuned some of the best, most fuel-efficient cars in the world and did his part to help America wean itself off foreign oil. A farmer prepared for the spring after the strongest five-year stretch of farm exports in our history. A rural doctor gave a young child the first prescription to treat asthma that his mother could afford. A man took the bus home from the graveyard shift, bone-tired, but dreaming big dreams for his son. And in tight-knit communities all across America, fathers and mothers will tuck in their kids, put an arm around their spouse, remember fallen comrades, and give thanks for being home from a war that, after 12 long years, is finally coming to an end. Tonight, this chamber speaks with one voice to the people we represent. It is you, our citizens, who make the state of our union strong. And here are the results of your efforts. The lowest unemployment rate in over five years, a rebounding housing market, a manufacturing sector that's adding jobs for the first time since the 1990s, more oil produced produced at home than we buy from the rest of the world, the first time that's happened in nearly 20 years, 
Our deficits cut by more than half. And for the first time, for the first time in over a decade, business leaders around the world have declared that China is no longer the world's number one place to invest. America is. That's why I believe this can be a breakthrough year for America. After five years of grit and determined effort, the United States is better positioned for the 21st century than any other nation on Earth. The question for everyone in this chamber, running through every decision we make this year, is whether we are going to help or hinder this progress. For several years now, this town has been consumed by a rancorous argument over the proper size of the federal government. It's an important debate, one that dates back to our very founding. But when that debate prevents us from carrying out even the most basic functions of our democracy, when our differences shut down government or threaten the full faith and credit of the United States, then we are not doing right by the American people. As President, I'm committed to making Washington work better and rebuilding the trust of the people who sent us here. And I believe most of you are, too. Last month, thanks to the work of Democrats and Republicans, Congress finally produced a budget that undoes some of the last year's severe cuts to priorities like education. Nobody got everything they wanted, and we can still do more to invest in this country's future while bringing down our deficit in a balanced way. But the budget compromise should leave us freer to focus on creating new jobs, not creating new crises. And in the coming months, in the coming months, let's see where else we can make progress together. Let's make this a year of action. That's what most Americans want, for all of us in this chamber to focus on their lives, their hopes, their aspirations. What I believe unites the people of this nation, regardless of race or region or party, young or old, rich or poor, is the simple, profound belief in opportunity for all. The notion that if you work hard and take responsibility, you can get ahead in America. Now, let's face it, that belief has suffered some serious blows. Over more than three decades, even before the Great Recession hit, massive shifts in technology and global competition had eliminated a lot of good middle-class jobs and weakened the economic foundations that families depend on. Today, after four years of economic growth, corporate profits and stock prices have rarely been higher, and those at the top have never done better. But average wages have barely budged. Inequality has deepened. Upward mobility has stalled. The cold hard fact is that 
even in the midst of recovery, too many Americans are working more than ever just to get by, let alone to get ahead. And too many still aren't working at all. So our job is to reverse these trends. It won't happen right away, and we won't agree on everything. But what I offer tonight is a set of concrete, practical proposals to speed up growth, strengthen the middle class, and build new ladders of opportunity into the middle class. Some require congressional action, and I am eager to work with all of you. But America does not stand still, and neither will I. So wherever and whenever I can take steps without legislation to expand opportunity for more American families, that's what I'm going to do. As usual, our First Lady sets a good example. Michelle's well, <laughs> Michelle's Let's Move partnership with schools, businesses, local leaders has helped bring down childhood obesity rates for the first time in 30 years. And that's an achievement that will improve lives and reduce health care costs for decades to come. The Joining Forces Alliance that Michelle and Jill Biden launched has already encouraged employers to hire or train nearly 400,000 veterans and military spouses. Taking a page from that playbook, the White House just organized a College Opportunity Summit, where already 150 universities, businesses, nonprofits have made concrete commitments to reduce inequality in access to higher education and to help every hardworking kid go to college and succeed when they get to campus. And across the country, we're partnering with mayors, governors, and state legislatures on issues from homelessness to marriage equality. The point is, there are millions of Americans outside of Washington who are tired of stale political arguments and are moving this country forward. They believe, and I believe, that here in America, our success should depend not on accident of birth, but the strength of our work ethic and the scope of our dreams. That's what drew our forebears here. That's how the daughter of a factory worker is CEO of America's largest automaker. How the son of a barkeep is Speaker of the House. the son of a single mom can be president of the greatest nation on earth. Now, opportunity is who we are. 
And the defining project of our generation must be to restore that promise. We know where to start. The best measure of opportunity is access to a good job. With the economy picking up speed, companies say they intend to hire more people this year. And over half of big manufacturers say they're thinking of insourcing jobs from abroad. So let's make that decision easier for more companies. Both Democrats and Republicans have argued that our tax code is riddled with wasteful, complicated loopholes that punish businesses investing here and reward companies that keep profits abroad. Let's flip that equation. Let's work together to close those loopholes and those incentives to ship jobs overseas and lower tax rates for businesses that create jobs right here at home. Moreover, we can take the money we save from this transition to tax reform to create jobs rebuilding our roads, upgrading our ports, unclogging our commutes. Because in today's global economy, first-class jobs gravitate to first-class infrastructure. We'll need Congress to protect more than three million jobs by finishing transportation and waterways bills this summer. That can happen. But but I'll act on my own to slash bureaucracy and streamline the permitting process for key projects so we can get more construction workers on the job as fast as possible. We also have the chance right now to beat other countries in the race for the next wave of high-tech manufacturing jobs. And my administration's launched two hubs for high-tech manufacturing in Raleigh, North Carolina, and Youngstown, Ohio, where we've connected businesses to research universities that can help America lead the world in advanced technologies. Tonight, I'm announcing we'll launch six more this year. Bipartisan bills in both houses could double the number of these hubs and the jobs they create. So get those bills to my desk. Put more Americans back to work. Let's do more to help the entrepreneurs and small business owners who create most new jobs in America. Over the past five years, my administration has made more loans to small business owners than any other. And when 98% of our exporters are small businesses, new trade partnerships with Europe and Asia, the Asia-Pacific will help them create even more jobs. We need to work together on tools like Bipartisan Trade Promotion Authority to protect our workers, protect our environment, and open new markets to new goods stamped made in the USA. Listen, China and Europe aren't standing on the sidelines. And neither, neither should we. We know that the nation that goes all in on innovation today will own the global economy tomorrow. This is an edge America cannot surrender. Federally funded research 
helped lead to the ideas and inventions behind Google and smartphones. And that's why Congress should undo the damage done by last year's cuts to basic research so we can unleash the next great American discovery. entire industries to be built based on vaccines that stay ahead of drug-resistant bacteria or paper-thin material that's stronger. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...than steel. And let's pass a patent reform bill that allows our businesses to stay focused on innovation, not costly and needless litigation. Now... One of the biggest factors in bringing more jobs back is our commitment to American energy. The all the above energy strategy I announced a few years ago is working, and today America is closer to energy independence than we have been in decades. One of the reasons why is natural gas. If extracted safely, it's the bridge fuel that can power our economy with less of the carbon pollution that causes climate change. Businesses plan to invest almost $100 billion in new factories that use natural gas. I'll cut red tape to help states get those factories built and put folks to work. And this Congress can help by putting people to work building fueling stations that shift more cars and trucks from foreign oil to American natural gas. Meanwhile, my administration will keep working with the industry to sustain production and jobs growth while strengthening protection of our air, our water, our communities. And while we're at it, I'll use my authority to protect more of our pristine federal lands for future generations. It's not just oil and natural gas production that's booming. We're becoming a global leader in solar, too. Every four minutes, another American home or business goes solar. Every panel pounded into place by a worker whose job cannot be outsourced. Let's continue that progress with a smarter tax policy that stops giving $4 billion a year to fossil fuel industries that don't need it so we can invest more in fuels of the future that do. And even as we've increased energy production, we've partnered with businesses, builders, and local communities to reduce the energy we consume. When we rescued our automakers, for example, we worked with them to set higher fuel efficiency standards for our cars. In the coming months, I'll build on that success by setting new standards for our trucks so we can keep driving down oil imports 
and what we pay at the pump. And taken together, our energy policy is creating jobs and leading to a cleaner, safer planet. Over the past eight years, the United States has reduced our total carbon pollution more than any other nation on Earth. But we have to act with more urgency, because the changing climate is already harming Western communities struggling with drought and coastal cities dealing with floods. That's why I directed my administration to work with states, utilities, and others to set new standards on the amount of carbon pollution our power plants are allowed to dump into the air. The shift, the shift to a cleaner energy economy won't happen overnight, and it will require some tough choices along the way. But the debate is settled. Climate change is a fact. And when our children's children look us in the eye and ask if we did all we could to leave them a safer, more stable world with new sources of energy, I want us to be able to say, yes, we did. Finally, if we're serious about economic growth, it is time to heed the call of business leaders, labor leaders, faith leaders, law enforcement, and fix our broken immigration system. Republicans and Democrats in the Senate have acted, and I know that members of both parties in the House want to do the same. Independent economists say immigration reform will grow our economy and shrink our deficits by almost $1 trillion in the next two decades. And for good reason. When people come here to fulfill their dreams, to study, invent, contribute to our culture, they make our country a more attractive place for businesses to locate and create jobs for everybody. So let's get immigration reform done this year. Let's get it done. It's time. The ideas I've outlined so far can speed up growth and create more jobs. But in this rapidly changing economy, we have to make sure that every American has the skills to fill those jobs. The good news is we know how to do it. Two years ago, as the auto industry came roaring back, Andra Rush opened up a manufacturing firm in Detroit. She knew that Ford needed parts for the best-selling truck in America, and she knew how to make those parts. She just needed the workforce. So she dialed up what we call an American Job Center, places where folks can walk in to get the help or training they need to find a new job or a better job. She was flooded with new workers. And today, Detroit Manufacturing Systems has more than 700 employees. Now, what Andra and her employees experienced is how it should be for every employer and every job seeker. So tonight, I've asked Vice President Biden to lead an across-the-board reform of America's training programs to make sure they have one mission, train Americans with the skills employers need and match them to good jobs that need to be filled right now.
That means more on-the-job training and more apprenticeships that set a young worker on an upward trajectory for life. It means connecting companies to community colleges that can help design training to fill their specific needs. And if Congress wants to help, you can concentrate funding on proven programs that connect more ready-to-work Americans with ready-to-be-filled jobs. I'm also convinced we can help Americans return to the workforce faster by reforming unemployment insurance so that it's more effective in today's economy. But first, this Congress needs to restore the unemployment insurance you just let expire for 1.6 million people. Let me tell you why. Misty DeMars is a mother of two young boys. She'd been steadily employed since she was a teenager, put herself through college. She'd never collected unemployment benefits, but she'd been paying taxes. In May, she and her husband used their life savings to buy their first home. A week later, budget cuts claimed the job she loved. Last month, when their unemployment insurance was cut off, she sat down and wrote me a letter, the kind I get every day. We are the face of the unemployment crisis, she wrote. I'm not dependent on the government. Our country depends on people like us who build careers, contribute to society, care about our neighbors. I'm confident that in time I will find a job, I will pay my taxes, and we will raise our children in their own home and the community we love. Please give us this chance. Congress, give these hardworking, responsible Americans that chance. Give them that chance. Give them the chance. They need our help right now, but more important, this country needs them in the game. That's why I've been asking CEOs to give more long-term unemployed workers a fair shot at new jobs, a new chance to support their families. And in fact, this week, many will come to the White House to make that commitment real. Tonight, I ask every business leader in America to join us and do the same, because we are stronger when America fields a full team. Of course, it's not enough to train today's workforce. We also have to prepare tomorrow's workforce by guaranteeing every child access to a world-class education. As Stephen Rodriguez couldn't speak a word of English when he moved to New York City at age nine. But last month, thanks to the support of great teachers, and an innovative tutoring program, he led a march of his classmates through a crowd of cheering parents and neighbors from their high school to the post office where they mailed off their college applications. And this son of a factory worker just found out he's going to college this fall.
Five years ago, we set out to change the odds for all our kids. We worked with lenders to reform student loans, and today more young people are earning college degrees than ever before. Race to the top, with the help of governors from both parties, has helped states raise expectations and performance. Teachers and principals in schools from Tennessee to Washington, D.C. are making big strides in preparing students with the skills for the new economy. Problem solving, critical thinking, science, technology, engineering, math. And some of this change is hard. It requires everything from more challenging curriculums and more demanding parents to better support for teachers and new ways to measure how well our kids think not how well they can fill in a bubble on a test. But it is worth it, and it is working. The problem is we're still not reaching enough kids, and we're not reaching them in time, and that has to change. Research shows that one of the best investments we can make in a child's life is high-quality early education. Last year, I asked this Congress to help states make high-quality pre-K available to every four-year-old. And as a parent, as well as a president, I repeat that request tonight. But in the meantime, 30 states have raised pre-K funding on their own. They know we can't wait. So just as we worked with states to reform our schools, this year we'll invest in new partnerships with states and communities across the country in a race to the top for our youngest children. And as Congress decides what it's going to do, I'm going to pull together a coalition of elected officials, business leaders, and philanthropists willing to help more kids access the high-quality pre-K that they need. It is right for America. We need to get this done. Last year, I also pledged to connect 99% of our students to high-speed broadband over the next four years. Tonight, I can announce that with the support of the FCC and companies like Apple, Microsoft, Sprint, and Verizon, we've got a down payment to start connecting more than 15,000 schools and 20 million students over the next two years without adding a dime to the deficit. We're working to redesign high schools and partner them with colleges and employers that offer the real-world education and hands-on training that can lead directly to a job and career. We're shaking up our system of higher education to give parents more information and colleges more incentive to offer better value so that no middle-class kid is priced out of a college education. We're offering millions the opportunity to cap their monthly student loan payments to 10 percent of their income. And I want to work with Congress to see how we can help even more Americans who feel trapped by student loan debt. And I'm reaching out to some of America's leading foundations and corporations on a new initiative to help more young men of color facing especially tough odds to stay on track and reach their full potential. The bottom line is, Michelle and I want every child to have the same chance 
this country gave us. But we know our opportunity agenda won't be complete. And too many young people entering the workforce today will see the American dream as an empty promise. Unless we also do more to make sure our economy honors the dignity of work and hard work pays off for every single American. You know, today, women make up about half our workforce, but they still make 77 cents for every dollar a man earns. That is wrong. And in 2014, it's an embarrassment. Women deserve equal pay for equal work. She deserves to have a baby without sacrificing her job. A mother deserves a day off to care for a sick child or a sick parent without running into hardship. And you know what a father does, too? It is time to do away with workplace policies that belong in a Mad Men episode. This year, let's all come together, Congress, the White House, businesses from Wall Street to Main Street to give every woman the opportunity she deserves because I believe when women succeed, America succeeds. majority of lower-wage jobs, but they're not the only ones stifled by stagnant wages. Americans understand that some people will earn more money than others, and we don't resent those who, by virtue of their efforts, achieve incredible success. That's what America's all about. But Americans overwhelmingly agree that no one who works full-time should ever have to raise a family in poverty. In the years since I asked this Congress to raise the minimum wage, five states have passed laws to raise theirs. Many businesses have done it on their own. Nick Shute is here today with his boss, John Serrano. John's an owner of Punch Pizza in Minneapolis, and Nick helps make the dough. Only now he makes more of it. John just gave his employees a raise to 10 bucks an hour, and that's a decision that has eased their financial stress and boosted their morale. Tonight, I ask more of America's business leaders to follow John's lead. Do what you can to raise your employees' wages. It's good for the economy. It's good for America. To every mayor, governor, state legislator in America, I say, you don't have to wait for Congress to act. Americans will support you if you take this on. And as a chief executive, I intend to lead by example. Profitable corporations like Costco 
see higher wages as the smart way to boost productivity and reduce turnover. We should too. In the coming weeks, I will issue an executive order requiring federal contractors to pay their federally funded employees a fair wage of at least $10.10 an hour because if you cook our troops' meals or wash their dishes, you should not have to live in poverty. To reach millions more, Congress does need to get on board. Today, the federal minimum wage is worth about 20% less than it was when Ronald Reagan first stood here. And Tom Harkin and George Miller have a bill to fix that by lifting the minimum wage to $10.10. It's easy to remember, 10-10. This will help families. It'll give businesses customers with more money to spend. It does not involve any new bureaucratic program. So join the rest of the country. Say yes. Give America a raise. Give them a raise. There are other steps we can take to help families make ends meet. And few are more effective at reducing inequality and helping families pull themselves up through hard work than the Earned Income Tax Credit. Right now, it helps about half of all parents at some point. Think about that. It helps about half of all parents in America at some point in their lives. But I agree with Republicans like Senator Rubio that it doesn't do enough for single workers who don't have kids. So let's work together to strengthen the credit, reward work, help more Americans get ahead. Let's do more to help Americans save for retirement. Today, most workers don't have a pension. A Social Security check often isn't enough on its own. And while the stock market has doubled over the last five years, that doesn't help folks who don't have 401ks. That's why tomorrow I will direct the Treasury to create a new way for working Americans to start their own retirement savings. My, my RA. It's a, it's a new savings bond that encourages folks to build a nest egg. My RA guarantees a decent return with no risk of losing what you put in. And if this Congress wants to help, work with me to fix an upside-down tax code that gives big tax breaks to help the wealthy save but does little or nothing for middle-class Americans. Offer every American access to an automatic IRA on the job so they can save at work just like everybody in this chamber can. And since the most important investment many families make is their home, send me legislation that protects taxpayers from footing the bill for a housing crisis ever again and keeps the dream of home ownership alive for future generations. One last point on financial security. For decades, few things exposed hardworking families to economic hardship more than a broken health care system. And in case you haven't heard, we're in the process of fixing that. Uh, 
A pre-existing condition used to mean that someone like Amanda Shelley, a physician's assistant and single mom from Arizona, couldn't get health insurance. But on January 1st, she got covered. On January 3rd, she felt a sharp pain. On January 6th, she had emergency surgery. Just one week earlier, Amanda said, and that surgery would have meant bankruptcy. That's what health insurance reform is all about. The peace of mind that if misfortune strikes, you don't have to lose everything. Already because of the Affordable Care Act, more than 3 million Americans under age 26 have gained coverage under their parents' plan. More than 9 million Americans have signed up for private health insurance or Medicaid coverage. 9 million. And here's another number. Zero. Because of this law, no American, none, zero, can ever again be dropped or denied coverage for a pre-existing condition like asthma or back pain or cancer. No woman can ever be charged more just because she's a woman. And we did all this while adding years to Medicare's finances, keeping Medicare premiums flat, and lowering prescription costs for millions of seniors. Now, I do not expect to convince my Republican friends on the merits of this law. <laughs> but I know that the American people are not interested in refighting old battles. So uh, again, if you have specific plans to cut costs, cover more people, increase choice, tell America what you'd do differently. Let's see if the numbers add up. But let's not have another 40-something votes to repeal a law that's already helping millions of Americans like Amanda. plenty. We all owe it to the American people to say what we're for, not just what we're against. And if you want to know the real impact this law is having, just talk to Governor Steve Bashir of Kentucky, who's here tonight. Now, Kentucky is not the most liberal part of the country. That's not where I got my highest vote totals. But he's like a man possessed when it comes to covering his Commonwealth's families. To our neighbors and our friends, he said. There are people we shop and go to church with. Farmers out on the tractor. Grocery clerks. There are people who go to work every morning praying they don't get sick. No one deserves to live that way. 
Steve's right. That's why tonight I ask every American who knows someone without health insurance to help them get covered by March 31st. Help them get covered. Moms, get on your kids to sign up. Kids, call your mom and walk her through the application. They'll give her some peace of mind, and plus she'll appreciate hearing from you. <laughs> After all, that, that's the spirit that has always moved this nation forward. It's the spirit of citizenship. The recognition that through hard work and responsibility, we can pursue our individual dreams but still come together as one American family to make sure the next generation can pursue its dreams as well. Citizenship means standing up for everyone's right to vote. Last year, part of the Voting Rights Act was weakened, but conservative Republicans and liberal Democrats are working together to strengthen it. And the bipartisan commission I appointed, chaired by my campaign lawyer and Governor Romney's campaign lawyer, came together and have offered reforms so that no one has to wait more than a half hour to vote. Let's support these efforts. It should be the power of our vote, not the size of our bank accounts that drives our democracy. Citizenship means standing up for the lives that gun violence steals from us each day. I've seen the courage of parents, students, pastors, police officers all over this country who say, we are not afraid. And I intend to keep trying, with or without Congress, to help stop more tragedies from visiting innocent Americans in our movie theaters and our shopping malls or schools like Sandy Hook. Citizenship demands a sense of common purpose, participation in the hard work of self-government, an obligation to serve our communities. And I know this chamber agrees that few Americans give more to their country than our diplomats and the men and women of the United States Armed Forces. Tonight, because of the extraordinary troops and civilians who risk and